0: Welcome to Face Your Faith with West Kenyon. It is our hope that today's study will encourage you to grow deeply in your relationship with God as we study the word together. Now let's join West for today's study. Today our topic is on anxiety, specifically facing our anxiety. And whether you think this is a tough subject, good subject, scary subject, or a subject that is irrelevant to you, Anxiety is a part of everyone's life, to some degree, at one time or another. But before we dive into our study, I would like to express my sincere gratitude to composer, musician, and sound designer, Mark Ticci of Apple Hill Studio for composing our new opening music, and providing the closing acoustic guitar hymns that will be used in this and future studies. For many of us, and for certain myself who love music, I'm so grateful to Mark for sharing his many talents with Face Your Faith and for serving God in this marvelous way with each of us. And with that, let's move into our topic today on anxiety. And I can certainly lead out by saying I am personally quite familiar with being anxious. I seem to live out a lot of my life in the world of anxiety, fear, and worry. Unfortunately, most people don't properly deal with their anxiety and worry and often joke about it. However, it is nonetheless a very real thing that many people either don't discuss out of fear and being labeled as weak, insane, or just feeling as though anyone they tell will just roll their eyes and tell them to get a grip, and think happy thoughts, or worse yet, to simply pray about it and it will go away. Do not misunderstand me. I am absolutely committed to prayer, and prayer works. Prayer is exceptionally powerful, and God does hear the prayers of those who call on His name through faith in Jesus Christ. But, simply counseling someone to read the Bible and pray more is often not the whole of the answer, both physically, mentally, and we know that from God's own Word. Over the past 16 years, I have had the profound opportunity to provide mentorship and counseling to thousands of men in this and many other very difficult areas in their lives, and I know for certain there is no easy answer to dealing with anxiety, worry, or fear. So where are you right this second, as we are diving into this very serious, very real, very debilitating and very painful world? As I mentioned in the beginning, everyone has or will be affected at some point in their lives by anxiety. But it is to what extent you do battle with it that becomes the hot button for us while i'm going to focus this topic entirely on how god desires us to deal with our anxious lives it is important to know when to seek professional help and not to be afraid personally i believe if you are able to work with a good non-legalistic intelligent christian counselor it will be the best of all worlds i say this because i know christian counseling whether certified counselors or pastors can and is often disastrous for many and for many reasons. Don't forget, just because someone says they are Christian and claims to know the Word of God and holds a religious or professional title, and whether or not they are or aren't a Christian, does not mean they are able to offer you any help in both the clinical, if needed, and spiritual understanding of God's true and loving desire for your life. Again, my encouragement for anyone seeking help is to humbly yet reverently, boldly get in God's face and pray and beg of Him for guidance as you seek help and do ask of Him to guide you to the right individual or individuals who will be able to help you live out God's love and grace in this season of your life. So how do we personally, with God, deal with all of this in our lives? And what does God's Word have to say about anxiety, worry, fear, etc.? And we start with a very familiar passage that many enjoy quoting. Philippians 4:6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So we see very clearly exactly what we are supposed to do with our anxious moments in our lives, period. Notice the passage does not say, you shouldn't be anxious, or it's not good to be anxious. It says, do not be anxious. We see a direct command, do not do it. And I think it's important to understand why God says, don't do it. First reason, God knows it's bad for us physically. And secondly, it severely hinders and limits our desire and dependence on God. So let's look briefly at some of the effects of worry, anxiety, and fear on the human body. And the effects on the human body from anxiety are headache, muscle tension and pain, chest pain, fatigue, stomach upset, sleep disorder, and these symptoms when not properly dealt with can and often do lead to over or under eating, uncontrolled anger, drug and alcohol abuse, tobacco use, social withdrawal, restlessness, lack of focus or motivation, feeling overwhelmed, and sadness or depression. And these findings are published by Mayo Clinic. Now for many of us, having God say, don't be anxious, and medical experts telling us it's bad and all the terrible things that it can do to our bodies when we are under stress, starts many of us on the defensive with God. Because if it were just that easy not to be anxious, worried and fearful because it's bad for my health, I wouldn't ever be anxious and this alone is enough to drive me to anxiety. And fair enough. Because this appears to be telling us, if you are anxious, you are bad and rotten and not right with God. And if you would just be a better Christian, read your Bible and pray more, you just wouldn't be anxious. This is, however, not an accurate translation of this passage at all. It is not about how bad you are or how rotten you are. It is, however, about your desire of God your desire to be in His presence, and your level of interest to accept His help when you sincerely call out to Him and accept from Him the healing and peace He so desires to give you. So then, what is this passage telling us directly, and how do we deal with it appropriately and in a God-honoring way? Let's keep reading. So when you are anxious, etc., we see that we must take our whole lives, everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Hear that, thanksgiving. And let our requests about our anxiety, in this case, be made very clear, known to God from our mouth to his ears. But this can be, and is most often very hard to do when you are deep in anxiety. For me, when I'm anxious about something, I often don't want to go to God and pray about my anxious thoughts. Oftentimes I am mad at God that once again I'm feeling anxious because I know I'm not to feel this way and I know it is not what God wants of me. And I hate it. I hate that I am back in a place that is miserable. And all those thoughts only further promote my anxiety, which leads straight to wanting to throw up my hands and turn my back on God and say, who cares? What does it matter? I'm sure this sounds familiar to at least a few of you who are listening, but this brings us to another aspect within our anxious time and that of our attitude and discipline with God. And the passage continues and says that when we are disciplined and have the right attitude and stick to what we may not want to do, we receive something that is amazing, but only when we persevere through that anxious time. We read, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is a promise. Again, you might say, that sounds great and I sure want that, but once again, that's easier said than done. And you are absolutely correct. And so is becoming a millionaire and getting a job and cleaning your house and raising kids. But that is not the point of this. God is not telling us, and he has never told us, that we are going to obtain anything with no effort, not even salvation itself. God makes it very clear, however, that we are to persevere, have discipline, We are to work, we are to stand firm, stand grounded, be willing, be open, be alert, and be listening. In other words, we are to be active and intentional in our lives before God at all times and in all ways. Not living expectant, entitled lives that just because God is God, he owes us a smooth ride in life with no problems or anxiety. A quote I love, entitlement is holding God accountable for promises he never made us. I love that. And yes, I love it for me too, because I do fall into this trap of entitlement and feel as though I should not be the one to have to suffer anxiety, worry, fear, etc. After all, why me, God? Well if you have ever asked the why me question of God, try asking another question of God the next time. Why not me? Because if I feel I'm not worthy of being inflicted with this pain, I also need to strongly consider who should be in my place. And these thoughts alone are often filled with worry, anxiety, and fear because we want out and we want out now, this instant, from being burdened down with these debilitating feelings. Could it be that God is allowing each of us to go through these struggles so that we might be compelled to come to him? Have you considered without these pressing moments in our lives, we otherwise would not even go to God because we would really have no need for him if everything always went smoothly? So let's go back. When was the last time you went to God? And very seriously, very purpose, very intentionally, without fear and worry and anxiousness, knowing at least this much, that God has a profound promise if we come to Him in everything by prayer and supplication, humbly and earnestly. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Another very unique word we have not covered so far in this passage is that we are supposed to come to God with thanksgiving in our anxious times. How on earth are we supposed to do that? Well, if we are going to trust God for what he claims he will do for us, if we follow what might seem impossible, we must not forget this very familiar passage, Romans 12.12. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Let's look at another passage, that of Philippians 4.4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. And James 1.2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So here we have it laid out very clearly that we are to be patient in tribulation and trials of many and various kinds, constant in prayer and rejoicing always. And while this seems near impossible, again, easier said than done at many times in our lives when we are free falling from seemingly nothing to grab hold of to stop us, that is the exact time we are to reach out and grab the very thing that can and will save us. And that is God. And again, easier said than done. However, Our response of easier said than done does not mitigate whether or not it is what we are supposed to do in order to get results. And this takes us to yet another level of our attitude in life in Christ and that of lacking trust and faith. So we don't even attempt to reach out. So let's look at a few passages in God's Word on the discipline of trust and faith. First, Proverbs 3.5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. All right, this one hits home for me. Trust in the Lord, not your own understanding. Well, I know that is a huge problem for me personally. I know for sure I do a lot more trusting in me and my understanding than trusting in the Lord and His understanding. Could it be that is why I'm anxious and worry and fear? Could it be that I have good reason to be feeling these feelings and thinking the thoughts that I think? Could it just be if I did what God asked me, trusting that He knows what is best for me that I would truly have nothing to be anxious and worried about. Now let's take a look at 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been made perfect in love. Hmm, there is no fear, no worry, no anxiety in love, and love is God, because perfect love, which is God, casts out all fear, worry, and anxiety. Moving on to Mark 11:24, we read, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And this takes us back to the need for earnest, humble, sincere prayer from our passage in Philippians. In everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Keep in mind, however, When we do what God asks of us, Satan does not want us to succeed. And don't forget, Satan wants us to suffer. Be anxious, worry, and be full of fear. Inasmuch, many of us know that God does not want any suffering for us, although he allows it for us to grow, and we too often just give up because we feel entitled that when we snap our fingers, we expect God to show up and deal with it right then and there. And when that doesn't happen within milliseconds, we give up and give in to Satan and only to be tortured more, which more often than not leads us to blaming God for not doing his job. With that being said, please don't ever kid yourself and say, you've never blamed God for anything because we all have. But even after all this looking into God's word and sifting through it slowly, many of us are still anxious and worried and fearful of being anxious and worried and fearful. And I truly understand that. You are perfectly normal, believe it or not, and God is not disappointed with you. He is not mad at you, and he has not given up on you. Oh, so many of us are worried and anxious and fearful about so much in our lives, but could it be that so many of us do not rely on God the way he tells us we must in order to live in his freedom, peace, and rest? As we continue, Let's look at a few more passages that we must take to heart and follow in order that we might be set free from the bondage of anxiety. Listen carefully to more of God's encouraging words on what we are supposed to do. Matthew 6:25 through 34. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Now it's time to look at 10 steps that I put together that we can take when we come before God in our time of need. Steps that we can walk through with God. Step one, ask. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Step two, seek. Matthew 7, 7. Seek and you will find. Step three, knock. Matthew 7, 7. Knock and it will be opened to you. Step four, trust. Proverbs 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. Step five, come humbly. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. Step six, cast. Psalm fifty-five twenty-two. cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Step seven, submit. James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Step eight, acknowledge. Proverbs 3, 6, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Step nine, walk. Ephesians 5.1, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And finally, step 10, live. Matthew 4.4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In closing, let's remember this, 2 Timothy 1.7. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Walk with God in the Spirit through Jesus the Savior, casting all your anxiety on Him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you with anxious, worried, and fear-filled lives. We feel by worrying we can solve so much, yet we spiral down into the pit of life and lose sight of you. Help each and every one of us who are struggling with anxiety, fear, and worry. Please guide us in our anxious times to seek you now, first and always. Help those who feel overwhelmed and have no hope in your amazing, promised-filled words of healing, peace, and freedom from the crushing weight of life help each of us to be compassionate and loving, just as you have taught us to be to all those around us who are suffering in fear and anxiety. And we now ask all of this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you are joining us by podcast, please visit our website at faceyourfaith.com for more information and resources.